Hey church family, LD here. I am the worship arts and tech coordinator at Wellington Heights Community Church. I just wanna say thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. While we do understand this is not our typical way of gathering to hear God's word, we encourage you to treat this no different than gathering in person on Sunday or even watching the live stream on Sunday. Do it with others. Yeah, find a community of people that you can constantly meet with, not even just on Sundays, but throughout the week. Also, we want to just always talk about how we engage worship at Wellington Heights Community Church. It can look like anything. If you think to yourself, I'm not a great singer, that's okay. Still sing along with the music, but today we won't actually have music. So what I'm gonna do is tell you about a remix of a song that you should definitely check out to the point where you may need to move your dining room table and have a dance party in your house. So a lot of us are familiar with the song Jaira, J-I-R-E-H. There is a remix of this song by an artist named Limo Blaze, L-I-M-O-B-L-A-Z-E, featuring a few other artists, including Lecrae. This song is going to make your spirit soar. So you can utilize this before you tune into the podcast or after, but it is going to uh, bless you in the same ways that it has blessed me. Worship God with your heart, with your mind, with your soul. Be fully engaged to what Pastor Keon has to bring for you today, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Hi, my name is May, and I will be reading one of the scriptures today scripture readings today. The scripture reading is from Mark 10, 46 through 51. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Martimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. This is the word of God for the people of God. Hey, what's good? What's good? Thank you so much for joining us for our Sunday service podcast. This is the Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. You are in the right place. Uh, I am Pastor Keon. I get to lead uh, alongside Pastor Stephanie, a a great staff and a great leadership team. Um, And this is our Sunday service uh, podcast. Um, Wellington Heights Community Church, we like to approach um, a Sunday service in creative ways. From the beginning in 2020, we have always approached Sunday service uh, with a with creative ways. We believe that God is doing a new thing, and 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 there are a multiplicity of ways uh, that God can reach people uh, outside of just a traditional Sunday service. Um, but if you've been with us for a while, uh, we have done peace walks, prayer walks, uh, guided prayers, lament services, worship services. Um, uh, community meals, 
um, just different things. We believe that God is doing a new thing and we want to follow his spirit and uh, in, in how he leads us uh, even on a Sunday service. So hopefully, whether you are uh, by yourself listening uh, with your family uh, or with some friends, hopefully you feel empowered to, to shepherd, to um, have discussion. Uh, hopefully you're getting rest this Sunday as well or, or whatever time you're, uh, you're listening to it. Uh, but we just, we thank you for for um, just tuning in and we're excited about this um, message today because this message, um, this this component uh, of Christian community development is one in which we've laid out on how we uh, plant our church. And so the, the, the component that we're going to be talking about, the value that we're going to be talking about is called listening to the community. This is a foundational value. It's a value that, that formed this church years, uh, years before we planted, uh, this church. We were listening to the community of Wellington Heights and Cedar Rapids. When we planted, we pulled the community of Wellington Heights close and we, uh, and we, we continue to listen to the community because as as we are going to find out on the message uh, today, the best ideas on how to help a neighborhood or a community comes from the neighborhood. And when the neighborhood is leading out in that change, not only will you see change, but you'll see ownership. You'll see um, you'll see that people are proud of their neighborhood. They're proud of what God is doing. They're proud of what people are doing. And so I'm excited to get into this message today. Would you join me in prayer? Holy God, we thank you so much um, that you are um, reaching us in a multiplicity of ways, God. God, tune our hearts and our our ears um, to the message today that you would uh, move in us in ways that um, we we didn't know we need to be moved. God, we thank you again that you you are always uh, pursuing us. God, let us open our eyes to those ways in which you are pursuing us, God. Thank you that you are a God that listens to us, that you are a God that uh, wants us, and that you are a God that um, in, uh, invites us into your plan. God, we thank you um, just for Jesus on the cross and in the resurrection, that there is salvation through the name of Jesus. We thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a story that you may have heard of about some missionaries who go to a foreign land and visit a village. And they see that where the people in the village get their water is miles away from the village. So the missionaries saw this as a problem uh, uh, that the villagers had. So they tried to figure out a way to get water closer to the village. But when the people of the village heard the missionaries' plans uh, to kind of build a well, uh, they protested against the missionaries. Many of the women who go, went to fetch the water um, says to the missionaries, we enjoy getting the water. We enjoy the walk. It's our time of fellowship amongst each other. If you, if you build something closer, you take that away from us. The missionaries were astonished as they, they thought that they were doing a good thing. But, but if they would have proceeded digging the well, they would have actually hurt the community. That which seemed right and an act of love was actually harmful. Then the missionaries began to ask the community, what, what can we do to help? And the people of the village said, become one of us and you will begin to see our needs and our assets. As the missionaries began to spend time and listening to the community and becoming one of uh, the community, the missionaries began to notice uh, that the kids were playing 
um, soccer but had no field. They started to hear um, the, the village people talk of, they wish they had more uh, uh, things for the children to do. So the missionaries came to the village leaders saying, hey, would it be okay if we worked together to build a, a, a soccer uh, field for these children? And the village, uh, the village leaders agreed and they worked on that village or that, that soccer field together. See, listening to the community as a biblical principle is a value that requires getting close enough to people that you become one of them. It requires allowing people to speak and express their opinion, their experience, their expertise, and especially uh, those who are overlooked and, and usually their voices are not uh, counted as important. These people, of course, include poor people, elderly people, people uh, with, without, without a high school uh, degree or diploma, uh, foreigners, ex-prisoners, people who are addicted to substances, minorities of color, people in the LBGTQ community, and many, in many cases, uh, women, right? The truth is everybody wants to be seen and everybody wants to be heard. And most people have experienced neglect and rejection. But some of the deepest forms of neglect and rejection and being unheard are in our urban areas. These places have experienced generational poverty caused by racial uh, caste systems, um, socioeconomic caste systems. These systems lift up those who are rich, have or have money or have a pedigree. These, these places are highly dense, highly diverse and highly deprived. Therefore, most of the people from the outside see these places as condemned or God forsaken. They see the people living there as lazy or unskilled, untalented, people milking the system, playing the, the victim, playing the race card or, or the poor card or the gender card. Thus, they have nothing to author, offer. And this is what we pass down to our kids about these people in these places. There are people who want to help and want to see underserved places flourish. Unfortunately, the majority of efforts, usually it's done at an extension or at arm's length, not as a part of the DNA of the organization. It's more just a project. They may focus on meeting a need um, once or twice a year uh, during a ministry um, uh, efforts. The biggest miss is that most of these efforts are done without the people in the neighborhood. The people in the neighborhood aren't a part of the development of the plan of the of the outreach. They're only seen as people to serve. They're not seen as the experts. They're not seen as the people who 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 can bring about change in the, the neighborhood. We see um, from the outside, we see if they wanted to change, then they should have changed by now. So they must need us. They must not have any ideas. And that's just not the case. This creates a giver-receiver relationship and, and how you start a relationship can determine how the relationship will continue to go. This is why listening to the neighborhood is a foundation of how we've engaged Wellington Heights. And oftentimes people come from the outside with ideas that, that they dreamed of and, and saving the neighborhood. They, they come with statistics of how bad the neighborhood is and why their program will save it. Though they mean well, they have already lost. They believe that their ideas and their dreams 
are the ones that need to be built on. See, listening to the community as a value is saying that generally the people living in the neighborhood have the best ideas for solving their problems. Yet, they are less likely to be giving a seat at the decision-making table. See, when we come come in and invite people to, and tell, to tell their stories, their dreams, their concerns, their talents, uh, it, it brings dignity. And when we can, can work together and let people live out their calling, that's when things slowly change. Listening to the community is totally biblical. If it, it, it was first practiced by God in Genesis 2. God, God looked and watched Adam and concluded, according to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it is not good for man to be alone. So God brought animals close to him, but God saw that that was not fit for Adam. Adam longed for companionship. So then God created woman to which Adam exclaimed, finally, one like me. Bone of my bone, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. We also see God listening to the community and responding to the community in Exodus uh, chapter three, verse seven through eight. It says, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land and to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Listening to the community, Jesus did this a lot in his ministry. There are plenty of examples in scripture of how Jesus listened to people and empowered them. But I wanted to focus on the uh, one of them that is in Mark. It's our scripture reading today. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him, bring him to me. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Now watch what Jesus says to him. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So here we have uh, Bartimaeus who is blind and begging, uh, who has spent most of his life begging for money. And his blindness was probably the reason why he did beg. Um, but his blindness was his main uh, means of revenue as well. In other words, being blind made people uh, take pity on him and want to help him, right? But Jesus didn't assume what uh, Bartimaeus needed, right? That's one of our, our, our biggest problems is we assume uh, we, we know what people need and then we just give it to them, right? Um, you know, when, when Bartimaeus called for Jesus, Jesus could have said, hey, you know, uh, uh, disciples, go ahead, give him some money. We'll be on our way. No, Jesus said, bring him to me, which is a big barrier that Jesus was breaking as well, because oftentimes it wasn't um, okay for uh, in a Jewish culture for to be around people who had uh, physical disabilities, um, diseases, sicknesses, and so on. 
And so Jesus was breaking down this barrier and he asked, um, he asked Bartimaeus, what can I do for you? Which is an open-ended question, right? He gave Bartimaeus a voice and power to speak on his own concerns and dreams. So Jesus is restoring the dignity um, and, and the image of God that's been stripped from him by society. He's doing this in public. So everyone's watching him talk to this uh, blind man. And Jesus is restoring uh, this person's um, um, uh, dignity. You're not a nobody, Bartimaeus. You're somebody. You're not, you're not someone who just uh, people should just avoid. You're somebody to listen to. And so Bartimaeus um, told Jesus his dreams. He said, I want to see. And Jesus heals him. And he can see. And the, the flourishing of societies and systems and, and people groups can only truly happen when the cries of the undesired, the unheard, and the most oppressed are heard taken seriously, acted on with them, with them included, right? It's often uh, we, we, we want to do things without the people that we see as needing help, right? See, this is what God does to us. He, we are deprived, we are all deprived people and God includes us into his plan. See, at Wellington Heights Community Church, we believe that God is here in Wellington Heights. We, we're many see and know Wellington Heights as a place of high crime rate. Uh, they quickly write it off as uh, uh, placing the blame on the people for, for being lazy or not uh, pulling their uh, their uh, bootstraps up, right? They, they, they echo the saying, what good could come of Nazareth, right? Or of any under-resourced community. In our country or our world, there are so many places and people who are not listened to because of the labels that we put on them and we have to stop. So often in this society and even as Christians, we are uh, we only gravitate toward people who have the same dreams or ideas or values or even theology as us. And we're defending why we don't need to, to be around those people, right? We make them the enemy or we put, cast blame on them. But what we see in scripture is a God that incarnated into the earth, became a man, lived among the poor, right? Encouraged and brought people in on his plan to reconcile and restore things. He didn't just say, he didn't just incarnate and say, all right, I got this. No, he included people in to his plan of reconciliation and restored. And he did that and he did that through listening to people as well. God has always been a God that listened to the cries of his people. So I encourage us to listen to people's stories, especially those who are uh, marginalized. Listen to the story of, of the woman who was, who was um, violated and no one could help her because there's a lack of sexual assault nurse examiners. Listen to the story of the man who, who was in jail facing charges of murder for a situation that he had little control over because of mental health gain influence or, or survival. Listen to the story of the youth who started carrying a gun, not because he wanted to, but because his life was threatened. Listen to the person of color who feels trapped because they can't be their authentic selves at work because it's seen as different or wrong or, or not our culture. Listen, listen to the story of the person who is depressed because of a secret that he or she have been keeping quiet for years. 
listen to the people in the LBGTQ community and stop telling their stories for them. Listen to these people. Listen and don't judge. Listen even if you are offended, convicted, or disagree with their story. Do not be quick to speak. Remember, you don't get to tell someone uh, the reality of, of their story. You don't get to redact someone's story. Hey, we listen to the community because the community is made up of people who bear the image of God. People who have potential or are already using their gifts. People who have much to offer. At Wellington Heights Community Church, we are not coming to save people. We are simply coming alongside the work that God has already been doing here. We want to enable people to use their gifts to see that they have worth and value because God has made them and because the work of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection. See, we listen because God first listened. We love because God first loved us. In John chapter 1, it says, The Word became flesh and lived among us. Another version says, uh, The Word became flesh and lived into the neighborhood. That came into the neighborhood. And while he was on earth, he got close to those people society saw as undesirable. People who society uh, thought had nothing to offer. Jesus knew he would be ridiculed for being close to those people, but he did it anyway. Question that we should be asking is, why would he be willing to, to be ridiculed, to be close to those people who were in the undesired? How does Jesus' actions make you feel? We have a mediator, Jesus, Yeshua in the Hebrew. And he showed us how to live and he, he related to us and he relates to our struggles. Jesus decided to come down to a deprived earth and not to condemn it, right? According to, to John uh, three seventeen, he didn't come to condemn the world, but to, to save the world. Whoever trusts in him will not be condemned but be made alive. If you're looking to take steps uh, to this Jesus who teaches us to listen to those who are unword, uh, unheard, this Jesus who died on a cross for us so that we can have righteousness to approach the throne, this Jesus who has a plan for you, who created you, I encourage you to cry out to him because he is a God that will listen he is a God on your side. God is ready to continue to move in your life. I want to connect with you. Um, if you haven't taken steps toward uh, Jesus and you want to know what that looks like, contact us um, through our website, through our Facebook. Um, you'll, you'll see contact information. Contact us. We have a God that wants to hear from us. And we have a God that wants us to listen and lead out in those ways. The message is simple. Listen to the community. Listen to the image bearers of God. There is much creativity in each and every one of us. And God loves all of us and wants to draw us close to him so that he can move in us and we can live out our lives flourishing, not only flourishing individually, but communally.
I always say this. I always say this. God wants us to join his work to reconcile all things. And that is an amazing, an amazing opportunity. So as we close, I want us to be reminded that, again, as we talked about in our message about empowerment, we are all made in the image of God. We are all worth uh, giving ear to. So as we approach our family members, as we approach um, underserved communities, as we approach suburbs, people in suburbs and rural areas, listen to the community. Because the best ideas and the best way to see flourishing often comes from those people who live right there. I wanted to end with a, um, a poem, um, a Chinese poem that um, Dr. John Perkins uh, often um, says when he's talking about the component, listen to the community. I'll end with this and then we'll pray. It says, Go to the people, live with them, learn from them, love them, start with what they know, build with what they have, but with the best leaders, when the work is done, the task accomplished, the people will say, we have done it ourselves. Would you pray with me? God, thank you. You are an all-knowing, all-powerful God, and you allow us to be a part of your plan. You listen to us. You consider our cries. You've created us to be creators. God, for, for those who don't have opportunities to develop their um, skills, God, I ask that you would give opportunities. God, I ask that you would bring the people of God close to those people that society says they're not supposed to be close to. God, that you would take off the judgment that we have toward people. We would take off the savior complex, that we would come in mutuality, listening to each other. God, we thank you so much that we have a shepherd in Jesus showing us, showing us how to live. May you grant us the ability to follow you faithfully, with integrity. God, and may we join hands. May we join hands together in a community, black, white, Latino, diversity of race, socioeconomic class. God, and we may join hands knowing that we are united in Christ that we would bear with one another out of reverence to you. God, we thank you for what you've done on the cross and then the resurrection, and we know that we are hidden in Christ. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to us. May we listen to our neighbors. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Wellington Heights Community Church podcast this Sunday for faith formation as we lean into gathering digitally on this particular Sunday. We invite you to check your email for your digital newsletter. On this week's newsletter, we have included some prayer and reflection prompts to further consider what it looks like to listen to God, self, others, and all of creation as we join in God's good work through Christian community development. We hope to see you next weekend in person on Sunday at 10 a.m. for service as we look at the key component of being church-based in the Christian community development work. As always, we are very grateful for your tithe and offering as your generosity helps fuel and sustain Christian community development work in Cedar Rapids and Wellington Heights. As we close this morning, I want to offer this benediction. God, journey with us, your people. Breathe new life, courage, and strength. God, be with us until justice and peace cover the earth. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week in person at 10 a.m. for Sunday service.